재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Stand-up comedy is a staple of entertainment in many Western countries. A single storytelling comedian with nothing more than a stage, a mic, and a crowd. It can be a really vulnerable setting for a performance, but when it works, it is a great night of entertainment. And while Koreans have comedic forms of entertainment, like the gag concert and things like that, you don't see anything near the number of stand-up comedy clubs that you might see in a major Western city. Today, we're going to get to know two people who are trying to change That in Seoul. They are Choi Jong-yoon, a journalist turned stand-up comedian, and Paul Fournier, a former CPA from Canada who's made his way to Korea. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank Hi. you so much. So you guys, are, may I describe you as comedians now? You are comedians. Yes, we are. We are performing. Is there a ceremony that you go through? To be a comedian? A ritual? You know, in my case, I wouldn't call myself like a comedian yet because I don't live off of it. Uh, Once I I'm, I'm actually make my life through it, then mm-hmm. I'd be comfortable being called a comedian. And right now, I'm more like just a random dude trying out <laughs> stuff, you know? <laughs> Not up to the accountant salary yet, oh, just for God, comedy. God, no, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, because we are performing in front of a live crowd, we try to reach like a professional presentable level. Mm. But I do agree that we don't make <laughs> a livable salary off of doing comedy. Well, let's sketch out exactly what your project is. You're both involved in the same project, uh, a physical space in Seoul, and it is a dedicated stand-up comedy space of which I can't think of any others. This is a brand new thing. on the soul scene mm-hmm. and you do you you perform in comedy acts and you recruit other comedy acts i presume this is in korean or english or what uh this is exclusively in korean for now but we might add like an english show if it has some following but for now uh it's brand new um we are trying to introduce stand-up comedy mm-hmm. for more uh more audience Right, because right now it's like Koreans, if you ask the average Korean, they don't know what stand-up comedy is at all. And then if you have to mention, oh, you know, Yu Byung-jae, and then they're like, oh, yeah, okay, he's kind of heard that word before. Mm. So it's, uh, we have to create awareness and kind of build the fan base from there. Korea. You're starting to see on sort of the online streaming networks uh, a little bit more in the way of stand-up comedy specials from Koreans. But I'm wondering why. I mean... Everything else has been adopted and co-opted and assimilated. Every form of music, every form of sports, fashion by Koreans. Why has it taken so long for stand-up comedy, the art form, to be titrated into the society? I think um, actually stand-up comedy was first introduced in 1980s. Mm. And there was one comedian who's diseased now, but he uh, actually did um, stand-up comedy that is similar to um, like a Western style of stand-up comedy. Mm. And he would plug it. clubs he would try to bring it on tv Mm. and because it's under military dictatorship back in the 80s uh they did not like you know his comedy poking fun at government the powerful can you name the name uh kim hyunggun is the name yes and he actually did a lot of uh current events comedy uh a lot of blue and black comedy Mm. and you can actually find his clips on youtube and it's fascinating how bald he is Mm. and the government just uh did the censorship and he was booted off the tv and he started performing at clubs but if you don't have TV exposure back then that makes sense nobody knows yeah and I think uh, what's happening in uh, after that in modern days I think because uh, it died off and then after like it kind of got created top down kind of like K-pop 
was mm-hmm. huge investment from huge companies that create stars and then it's like the big channels the like they created their own gag concerts so they audition thousands of people they get comedians they select them and they kind of breed them so there's kind of like limited creativity and mm-hmm. because it's like top down it's i think that's what happened there was no standard the sense that i get is that comedy is differently distributed in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it in different forms. You mm-hmm. see it in these sort of multiplayer gag concerts. Um, you see a lot of it uh, in the sort of social media universe. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the greatest sources of comedy, it seems, in Korea is social media comments. They're hilarious mm-hmm. and memes and things like that. Yes. Um, but when it comes to just one person getting out there with a microphone, what is the, the core ingredient Uh, what is it that makes it stand-up comedy? I think um, people think stand-up comedy is just... In Korea, people think stand-up comedy is one person being funny, trying to be funny with a microphone on hand. But I think stand-up comedy is basically made with punchlines. Mm-hmm. So premise and punchline. And uh, trying to um, build this background and uh, make the crowd believe something in one way and then misdirect them and then just feed the punchline and make mm-hmm. them, you know, just be caught uh, in the situation and be surprised. Yeah. And it's a, it's a limitless art form because it's kind of like to the imagination of, you know, the audience, right? And how the person presents it. So it's a really pure form of comedy and it's really awesome. It's really just like, I'm going to say, it's set up, punchline, and then additional tags, that kind of stuff. It's so awesome. You, Paul, are a bit of a unicorn. I mean, you are a, uh, a comedian from Canada who speaks in, delivers comedy in Korean to presumably Korean audiences. I mean, that's, that's a skill set. How did you get that? Uh, I think I'm just kind of crazy. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's really just like I, I just really wanted to do it. And I've been, you know, like I'm from Montreal and there's like a huge stand-up comedy scene there okay. and huge festivals, a lot of clubs, and it's deep in our culture. So I've always admired these stand-up comedians. And I was like, oh, my God, they're so awesome. I wish I could do it. And uh, coming to Korea when I moved there, I was like, you know what? There's no limit. I don't have to recreate my past self. Let's just go for it and, you know. So, and then uh, language just came along? The language is because I was just like obsessively trying to study Korean, learn Korean, make a lot of Korean friends, you know, a lot of soju binges, you know, that mm-hmm. helps a lot when you want to learn Korean. You would expect in a society, if I may be generalizing for just a moment, Koreans are a little bit, they're a little bit conservative, they're mm-hmm. a little bit buttoned down, mm-hmm. generally. Uh, you would think comedy, which offers a a relief from that and which violates some of the the norms by which we live would be very welcome here. Is it? Um, I feel like because we don't have good humor, good comedy, uh, that's the reason we're uptight mm. because we are constantly told what to do in our lives. So to a point that uh, we are told what is funny and I feel that people have, um, you know, laugh is a gut reaction. You cannot think process and then, oh, okay, this could be funny and then laugh. You just laugh when it's funny. Mm. And so I think people are taken aback when this type of humor that they have never seen in their life is thrown in front of them. So we are trying to teach them what irony is Mm. with easy material. But for now, I think it's um, sometimes confusing for them. I think what happens also is in the West, it's really free because the liberal laws are a lot more loose. Like you could uh-huh. actually criticize someone. But mm-hmm. in Korea, based on my understanding, is criticizing people or things is really risky for your career. You mm-hmm. know, you can flat out say things about other people in a Western setting. And, uh, you know, you'd have to go a long, circuitous route to try and sue a comedian. Right. In fact, there's protection when it's parody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Right, but here in Korea, I feel it's kind of like the opposite, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. And even for my, I have a YouTube channel and I do some comedy videos. And there's a lot of videos I did that people are like, "Oh no, that's too risky. Gotta you take can't that do down. it." Yeah, yeah, you know, I still did it, but I could see like the people were like, kind of like, mm, not sure how to interpret what uh, my comedy there. Mm. Yeah, what works best so far? I mean. Um, You've been up in front of a Korean audience, you as a native Korean, Mm -hmm. several times or a Mm -hmm. number of times. What what hits home? I think for now, observational comedy is the best because people understand and they feel safe to laugh at it. Um, It's something that they can empathize Mm -hmm. and agree upon. So I think observational comedy for now works the best Okay. Right. Okay. In my case, it's exactly it's observational, but from the perspective of a foreigner, so I'm kind of trying to make them laugh at like the little struggles I have with uh, the culture. Mm. So that so far has been uh, what works the best for me. When you go to stand-up clubs in the West, in major U.S. or Canadian cities, there's almost uh, sort of an audience etiquette. It's a participatory sport in a way because. Mm-hmm. Most people in the audience, if they have half a heart, realize that comedian is in a very vulnerable position and is working really hard. So they'll they'll offer some laughs, they'll offer some some applause, that kind of stuff. Um, and it's a bit of a culture. Koreans do they have that when they first sit down for stand up comedy, or do they just kind of go quiet? I think um, because we have good comedians who are hosts and mm. they try to warm up the crowd and uh-huh. teach them that it's important that you laugh and you feed, you know, comedians get the energy and the feedback <laughs> and then we can do better comedy. So even we have this uh, like two second moment, like, let's try laughing. Like, let's just yeah, get the gist yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's funny <laughs> yeah, is we yeah. actually educate the crowd. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're going to say some stuff that's kind of, uh, but you're supposed to laugh. And then mm-hmm. we're, we practice laughing with the crowd. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, actually, it's really interesting because my experience in clubs in stand-up comedy clubs in the west is actually the audience were so used to stand-up comedy that mm. people sit down they cross their arms and are like all right make me laugh that's right and mm-hmm. actually there's a lot of heckling out in the west mm-hmm. you know, there's like, a bit oh, of snobbery right yeah, yeah. snobbery mm-hmm. and oh, you suck you know but <laughs> korean audiences they're super polite yeah i would so think there'd be an absence of hecklers you yeah know? yeah so far and like even when you're bombing hard uh-huh. the audience is very polite and <laughs> yeah you know, after the shoulder clapping <laughs> i never understood hecklers i mean because you are uh, the same way the comedian is at the mercy of the house. The mm-hmm. heckler is suddenly at the mercy of everybody who just wants to sit and enjoy themselves, you know? Yep. They want the attention. Yeah, it's all about the them. Attention. It's all about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When they heckle, it's because they want the attention. That's all. That's so last it is. Friday, actually, we had a show where a, a comedian was heckled by a female audience. Really? Who, for the first yeah. time in yeah, Korea? Yeah, the first time in Korea. <laughs> and she said, um, if it makes someone uncomfortable, uncomfortable it's not comedy, uh, which is untrue, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, um, that's like the... Uh, you know, like the mm. social justice stuff, mm-hmm. you know, those people. Mm-hmm. There's some people political that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, political correctness, exactly. You've you got to make people a little uncomfortable with. Yes, com- I mean, it's not happen. always, not mm-hmm. always, but mm-hmm. some of the best mm-hmm. is when, I mean, you, you know, some of the old Chris Rock routines mm-hmm. where they say, you know, about the husband or wife sitting next yeah. to you. You're not his first choice, you know? <laughs> that's incredibly awkward, yes. but it's awesome. hilarious. Yes, yeah. because it helps you uh, shift your perspective on life and things. And that's what exactly comedians are trying to do. Right? Yeah, you got to probe. And it, yeah. it, because, in essence, isn't a stand up comedian uh, a court jester yeah. who can tell the truth, the only one in the whole court mm-hmm. that can tell the truth to the king? Mm-hmm. That's exactly. You know? It. Yeah. yeah. That's why, yeah, exactly. The best comedy is usually when it's really risky, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the thing is, is you got to be a really good comic. Yeah. I mean, it's the. It's terif- The idea of going up as a stand-up comedian is terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Because you are at the mercy of this audience, but mm-hmm. you develop under fire this kind of empathy for the audience mm-hmm. and you can read 
how a room is receiving you, Mm -hmm. I would think, very, very well. You become this uh, almost medium of how the audience is feeling, right? And that's what these professionals have got. They they can tell if the bit is working Mm -hmm. and um, they can push it harder or Mm -hmm. they can pivot. Yeah. So they have absolute control of the room if they they are at that level, Mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Jung-Yoon, it would seem to me that you, as a... Well, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you both the question. Mm-hmm. Jung-Yoon, as a native Korean, mm-hmm. perhaps you can say things to a Korean audience mm-hmm. that are more frank and more, because you're one of the tribe, mm-hmm. you can say it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would think, Paul, maybe you have to be a little bit more careful or come at it from an oblique foreigner's angle. Is that accurate or no? I My so. experience mm-hmm. is actually we could talk about different topics mm-hmm. You know, like I could talk about foreigners and being foreigner in Korea and like make fun of that stuff and it's easier. But if like Chongyun were to rip into foreigners, some people might be uncomfortable like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's just racism, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like we have different tools we could use to make the audience laugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think best comedy is really coming from your true self, like coming from a truthful area. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to be you and you are trying to say things in a funny way with your own unique perspective. And so, you know, Paul can do his comedy because he's a Canadian um, outsider looking in and I can do my comedy uh, from a female Korean woman and You know, Paul cannot be Korean women. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's your it's your experience and your space, I guess. Right, right, right. So, for example, like I'm trying to make Koreans understand the foreigner perspective. So I have like a joke where it's like a. The three questions that, you know, every Korean asks foreigners, you know, like, oh, where are you from? And how old are you? And that kind of, do you eat kimchi? That kind of stuff, you know, and it makes them laugh because they realize, oh, my God, I've been doing that to foreigners my whole life, you know, and that's when they laugh. So mm. that kind of stuff. But if mm-hmm. a Korean can't do it, really, it's kind of like different perspective, you know, or it's not the same intensity, the same realization if a Korean tried to do the same joke. I, when I meet foreigners, I always say the same three questions. Mm-hmm. I think it's not as powerful coming from a... Do Korean. Koreans like blue comedy? I think... Blue um, comedy, for some of the listeners, if they don't understand, it's comedy that deals with taboo subjects, sometimes sexual, sometimes really risque subjects. Do they like it? Um, it depends on the crowd, the audience, the energy of the day. But I always try to push the envelope a little bit because they have never seen anything like that in their mm. life live. And so I try to present this risque ideas. And sometimes... Audience are surprised, so surprised that a woman who say certain things, the fact that I'm saying it in public. But most of the times, I think they like the fact that uh, they came to the club and they got to hear something quite interesting, um, something very new. But I don't think they're at a level to appreciate the concept or uh, the irony that I'm trying to present within the blue comedy subject. It's but, yeah. yeah, but they like listening to it, I think. The good little Korean girl that goes blue. Yes. That, that strikes me as a good comedy persona. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, that's the, what I'm trying to do. Exactly yeah, brought up I, proper yeah. and look what I'm saying in public. Mm-hmm. Do you go blue at all, Paul? Uh, I try, but so far my delivery is not there yet, for okay. sure. And also being foreigner, I think there's some topics I gotta, I'm trying to avoid a bit, like dating. If I think I'm going to wait until I have a strong fan base and later on, yeah. you know. Yeah, you, I suppose you do have to kind of walk on eggshells at first because you're right. still the outsider. And uh, there's a lot of things you can critique and talk about, but you have to be, I guess, benign. When you right. Do it. In general, actually, the perspective I take is because uh, I don't want to insult Koreans. I'm not going to come here and be like, oh, this in Korea sucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really not. So if I do like a joke, it'll be more like I misunderstood the thing or it, we do it differently. And that's funny. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like a, it's better or anything like that. You know, yeah. so and also just straight up critiquing is not funny. There's no punchline mm-hmm. in that. So 
Okay. So this is, I mean, you both, I presume this is a passion thing for you both, mm-hmm. or, you know, you got day jobs and then you go to do this stuff. Yes. It's, it's, it's moonlighting for you at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And are you the sort of constant headliners at this new place, or are you uh, bringing in other talent, circulating in other talent? Um, definitely circulating other talents. There are about 25 fellow open mic level comedians who perform. Really? And yes, and we have different schedule. Um, I try to go on almost every night because the only way you can be good at comedy, stand up comedy, is to perform in front of a live audience. So yes, during the day I'll do my day job, but at night I'm there almost every night besides mm. Monday. Wow. Yeah, exactly the same. Almost every night and the nights that we're not performing at the club, we're organizing our own shows. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've always wondered to what extent comedians repeat their stuff. And then I I think it was, was it Louis Mm C.K.? He would dump his whole... Like special act every year and then come up with it from scratch. And I think Chris Rock did the same thing. Yeah, but by then they've done it at least 100 times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's called a routine for a reason, right? So we would be presenting same bits, but we try to um, change the keyword a little bit, change the way we deliver a little bit, and just trying to find the best way that it hits the audience. Mm. And that's what we're trying to do. But I think I try to um, switch up my materials once in. Um, every month. Every month. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I mean, uh, do you find that comedy gives you anything that you use in your your day life? I mean, this is a very specific skill. It is developed under intense pressure, and it's basically, at the end of the day, a presentation skill. You must find things like corporate palpio and presentations mm-hmm. a breeze, mm-hmm. right? Um, not quite, but yes, having the skill of uh, presenting comedy in front of people help because, you know, in Korea, there are a lot of books based on, you know, to be a good leader, you have to have a sense of humor, but we are doing it um, every night. And so um, I do go out to schools and uh, give lectures um, about sexual health. And when I can connect with the audience with some humor element, then it works so a joke in, in topics like that it helps yes. to break the ice mm-hmm. doesn't break the it? ice yes yeah. in my case i feel like i'm a lot more observant of the environment now i'm really trying to perceive and see what's funny <laughs> around me now or i notice little details about korean culture that i wouldn't notice mm-hmm. before right mm-hmm. and also like uh, now i've noticed that when i'm with my friends i tend to crack a lot more yeah, jokes exactly. i'm actually testing yeah, material yeah. now yeah. and they actually know they're like you're testing are you testing material now and i'm like oh <laughs> No, <laughs> you yeah. know. I would think comedians have the ultimate nunchi. You know, yeah. Read the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, one day I'll have that <laughs> that nunchi. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You sound like you know. I mean, you've 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 come all the way from Montreal. You've dumped a, a, an accounting. We were talking before. You said after ten years of being an accountant, you could CPA, be a yeah. CFO. A, yeah. I mean, a CPA. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you could be a CFO of a company and be on Easy Street. And instead, you're here in Korea. Trying to make Koreans laugh in Korean. That's right. I'm, I'm insane, I know. What happened? <laughs> I must have been hurt when I was a child or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, my parents are awesome. Uh, no, it's really just in my case, I, I'm a guy that really loves challenge and trying to be the best version of myself. So that's why, like, you know, I go to the gym, I'll do sports mm. or try to do uh, learn Korean, make Korean friends, that kind of stuff. It's just I, I, I didn't want to have regrets when I died. You know, yeah. I didn't want to be old and, uh, what if I went to Korea? What yeah. would have happened? You know, instead I'm just like, ah, oh, let's do That's it. Right. You won't be saying, you know, when you're on your deathbed, I just want one more spreadsheet yeah. to analyze. You know? <laughs> just one more Excel oh, calculation, please. <laughs> one more formula. Uh, uh, if people want to learn more about your comedy and discover you, uh, where should they go? 
So we have this new comedy club near s h i n n o n h y a n Station, and we are performing there every night besides Mondays. So you can find this comedy club. They have a Facebook page, and they have the schedule posted. So we'll you link can... you up on our social yes. media. And mm-hmm. how about you, your personal YouTube? Um, I have an Instagram account called StandUpJY, and I post my schedules. I try to post a little bit of funny pictures, um, and eventually I'll be posting my own YouTube video too. So cool. And Paul? Me. I have a YouTube channel called uh, Paul Soul. So my name, P-A-U-L, and then Soul, like the city, S-C-O-U-L. And it's the same name in the YouTube channel and my Instagram. So my schedule for the, exactly this time is going to be on my Instagram. Cool. And it's you just delivering bits in Korean so people yeah. can get a flavor. 100% in Korean, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we do about five minutes every night. Um, one comic gets five minutes. And by the way, you can get a few drinks there, too, and hang out. Sounds mm-hmm. like a fun place to go. Paul Fournier and Che Jong-yoon, aspiring comedians in the mean streets of Seoul. There Thanks very much for coming in. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. It was awesome.